Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to episode 370 for Slam Fire Radio. This is September 4th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. See how I just rolled in there? Yeah, I know. That was just it. Waste no time. I was, just I right was in. actually trampling all over you as you yeah, started. That's too, going so. in the show. Let's go again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I've had a busy week. I got a little oh. bit of sun. You notice? A little yeah. Bit of sun. A little sun. Yeah. 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 Yeah, getting a bit of tan you're, going on here. You're you're in Drumheller, my favorite range ever. In Calgary. In Calgary. Well, yeah, but Drumheller is my favorite range. It's very picture. They're both very picturesque. But, yeah. Was uh, it raining? No. Oh. Okay. Last time I was there, it was raining. Nope. Not this time. It doesn't rain all the time. No. Sometimes it doesn't. It just doesn't rain because I'm not there. Correct. That is the that reason. Is- <laughs> it, rain, yeah. it didn't rain at either of our events, and I think it's because you weren't there. <laughs> I probably would agree with you because mm-hmm. this weekend, what my thing, it rained. Uh, anyways, yeah. So why don't we talk about what we did in guns? Yeah, what we did in guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Right now, anyone who buys a Stoger product online, they've got like this ten percent off map uh, sale going on. Uh, will win, get entered to win a Benchmade Mini Freak, a three hundred and sixty dollar value. So. That's the thing. Um, map map pricing it? is like manufacturer. Yeah. Like they tell them what the price is going to be. It's kind of like Apple. You buy an iPhone in one place. It's there. You can't get it's, a sale. Can, they're yeah. all the same price. Yeah. Stoker's got the same thing, uh, but now they're doing ten percent off. So, you know. Okay. Yeah. So they have Stoker days tomorrow too. Yeah. Not Stoker. It's um, Breda Days, Breda. which there's Stoger reps going to be there. Breda, Sto- Breda yeah, is yeah. Stoger. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. But anyways, I put that in um, the event section too. Cool. So, yay. Uh, why don't you start? Why don't you tell us what you've been doing? What have I been doing? Okay. Uh, last weekend, I already told you last week on the show what was going to be happening on the weekend. So the Gunny Girl calendar shoot was taking place last weekend. So uh, it started Friday, uh, Saturday, and all day Sunday. Uh, we, um, Did it rain for all of the days or just no. some of them? So what happened was uh, Friday night was, it was beautiful. We started at the Kingston and District Trap and uh, Ski Club. Fantastic. Thank you to um, um, the president of the club. Uh, Matt Pomeroy, he uh, allowed us to get into the club and use the club for for shots, and it was fantastic. Um, it, we traveled basically around uh, Ontario uh, for locations and also for for our accommodations. We had a lot of rain, like thunder and lightning storms, and it was supposed to be in the morning only. And so our location for Saturday morning, we uh, decided to flip it because we were going to actually take photos at the Airbnb that we were staying at because it was a, a renovated church and it was it had some really cool um, indoor um, photo options. So we'd flipped it and uh, we took the, started to take pictures indoors, um, but they weren't really working out because of lighting and also some of the space issues. So um, we decided to go to Westport um, my brother lives in Westport, so we used his property. He had some really cool um, location um, things there. The only problem is, uh, again, thunder, lightning. There was no tornadoes this time, which was pretty good. Um, <laughs> but there was a lot of rain. Uh, so uh, I, I did bring some stuff. Like, for example, I brought the canopy pop-up tents. Um, uh, those aren't super useful when it's like when it's raining no. like crazy though no but it, it did keep people dry it also went from so it was weird it went from being uh totally sunny and like 30 degrees and everybody's sweating their bum off and then it went to like uh 
downpour of extremely overcast so the photographer was really challenged with uh, lighting issues he said this is like the weirdest he says I don't know what it is but it's the weirdest photo shoot I've been at with weather wise anyways so um, we got photos taken there uh, we we ran out of options for photos um, because of the challenges at the at the church the location so the girl that was doing our makeup for us and she's fantastic she she had an idea she said i know somebody or that we can go to and he's got some really cool props so she called them went over there and it was fantastic like we have so many cool props like you wouldn't believe there's cars like you like there's camaros there's chargers there's um horse wagons there's it's it, it, it's really cool anyways but there's also really cool guns because it's not all about cars and other thing or, or girls whatever anyways but we had a really really good time uh on sunday we went back to so we went to sfrc got to play around on an apc and then um also a hummer i actually i got to play with the you know the new uh, flamethrowers that are out yeah i saw your video <laughs> yeah so everybody's <laughs> going it looked, yeah! it looked legit like some of the flamethrowers are like, eh, this is like just, this is a, a, a roofing uh, uh, torch or torch or something like that. That Not that thing. That is a <laughs> legit flamethrower. So everybody's going, yeah. And I'm going, no, seriously, I want to know if it'll clear my snow. So I'm just doing a sweep, right? And I'm just going up and down. Um, it was hot. So if you were within... 20 feet of the flames either forward or backwards or to the sides it was really really warm and everybody was playing with it too uh it was lots of fun um it would legit do snow clearing if you wanted to do it it's mm -hmm. gasoline right so it's just it's spitting gasoline the only problem um that there is is uh, ryan was also talking about it they were playing with it <laughs> Uh, yeah there's a problem if it's windy and um because it's gas right and dry you have to make sure there's no dry grass around because it'll catch on fire anyways mm -hmm. uh but yeah Makes that sense. was lots of fun yeah. yeah yeah uh what else did i do oh the ontario hunters education so the saskatchewan portion where you go online you do all of it so i got my i passed the exam online exam and and now i actually and so the instructor that's here in Ontario in Kingston I've sent it off to him so I'm arranging an, an exam so I don't know if it's in person or through zoom or whatever but I'm waiting to hear back from him anyways so I've done that uh, had a QCIF meeting so the Canadian University Shooting Federation the Women's Committee I had one of those last night because uh, October 1st is coming up we've arranged a couple of ladies to be on our release what you guys um, call it like CUSF instead of QCIF like QCIF sounds like a word or a name or something like that. I don't know. I don't get to make the rules. I just follow them. <laughs> They've been calling it QCIF, so it's QCIF. QCIF. C-U-S-F. Yeah. That's what it is. Canadian University Shooting Federation. I don't know. They came up with QCIF. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Anyways, um, and that's it. I didn't go to skeet night. Uh, Kelly is working nights this week, but I also, I had to head out back out to Westport to finish up some things for them to redo some things from the shoot as well. So I didn't get out to um, Wednesday night skeet, but that's it. Oh, and uh, I did make another appointment. Remember the girl that I was telling you about and her boyfriend told her just aim higher? Yes. You know, that whole mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so she texted me. She texted me this week and she goes, I've gone shooting with my boyfriend. And I said, oh, that's cool. And she said that he said to say thanks very much because he my improved my shooting has improved like a lot. And I said, that's fantastic. And she goes, well, let's go shooting again. So we're going again on Sunday. We're going to cool. go again. Yeah. So she wanted to know if she can bring somebody else. I said, no. <laughs> I said, no. I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go. We're just going to cement what we talked about last time and practice that. And then maybe we can go again with somebody else. But I just want to go and make sure that. Well, you should make sure that um, yeah. you guys are doing drills that you, you can uh, benefit from as well, right? Yeah. So yeah. basically that's it. Because if we bring somebody else and I know who she wants to bring, that's somebody who's brand new to shooting and, and everything. Like I want her to be able to practice what we talked about too so 
I said, no, but we'll, we'll make another day and we'll bring the other person too. So yep. Yep. yeah, Makes yeah, sense. that's it. Anyways, what about you? Uh, let's see. Okay. Last week I was packing up to go to the range. So I did that. I went to the range with my boys. Uh, we brought the GSG. So we just like some holster kind of stuff uh, at the range. Uh, brought my WSMCR to test it out after changing out that pin. Oh, yeah. Ran fine. Oh, okay. Ran fine. Yep. Ran fine. Uh, decent reliability. Accuracy with the red dot was uh, good enough for three gun. Awesome. Uh, so I'm, uh, what's that? How'd you do? Uh, it was just a, a range trip. It was, that I, I wasn't, oh. uh, there's no three gun match or anything like that. Oh, okay. I'm just testing. I'm testing this because not this weekend, but next weekend, it's a big oh, three gun match. Oh, that's right. That's, yeah. what is it? Per, not Prairie Fire. Um, Battle of Alberta. Battle of Alberta, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So I gotta, I gotta have a, I gotta have a rifle for that. So yes. that's what I'm going to run. I ran through like 200 rounds. It was fine the whole time. Um, and all the other things that I fixed from last time, like, so it's, yeah. it's had 500 ish rounds through it. And the only thing that failed that I'm, that I was annoyed with was that pin, all the other things like the buffer tube and the stock and that kind of stuff. That's minor. Like that's all. And I've, I've changed out all the stuff that would have caused that anyways. So okay. it's all good to go. There were a couple of the other three gun guys there. So I, I helped them a little bit. Again, I had my boys there, so I couldn't, I couldn't put in as much work as I wanted to, but, uh, right. cause they got really bored. But um, they're like redoing walls and doing a bunch of prop building and that kind of thing for that match, match coming up. And uh, some of those guys brought their guns out to test. And I saw a, a, a WK-180 break its charging handle. Oops. It's third charging handle. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that charging handle. Like the, the first gen was just like a regular, like you put it in, you put the bolt in, and the charging handle is, is held in by the receiver wall. Now the issue with that is that it chowders the receiver a little bit, but if you don't care about that, it's fine. Uh, and then they went to a magnetic one and that one started failing. And now they have a screw in one and that one fails bad. And I think it's because it's, um, it's too thin. Like the part that bolts into the bolt, it's, it's too thin and they snap okay. off. So yeah, this guy had just got his new charge. He's like, I just got my new charging handle. I just put it in and he's firing it and it's like, Oh, and now it's, uh, now on, it's his, on his bench. Yeah. <laughs> And you need mm. that part. That's that's yep. a that's an important part to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that one's pretty important. Uh, uh huh. So uh, yeah, so he's a little bit annoyed. Um, oh well. What else did I do? Oh, I brought my hunting rifles, and then I op I cracked open my box of six five Creedmoor, and mm -hmm. uh, I loaded up my magazine, put my mag, and I put the bolt forward, and it stopped. And I'm like, that's not good. Took it out. Uh -oh. It's three oh eight. Oh. It was 308 inside a 645 Creedmoor box. I must have like just, oh, what's this doing here? Whoop, there we go. Just one day and should have checked it. Should have checked the head stamp. Oh, well. Oh, well. Not, uh, not, not a big deal. I got a lot of time until uh, hunting season, so whatever. And I, 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 the boys were getting a little bit tired. Oh, that's the other thing I did. Um, I was shooting my 22s out at uh, range uh, because we have a CRPS coming up. So I okay. tested my uh, uh, Nork uh, NS522, and yeah. I was shooting some steel out far with that, with some just kind of crappy ammo, actually. Like, if I would have been thinking about this CRPS match, I would have uh, went, went out and got some better ammo, because I've got really decent standard velocity stuff, right. but for 300, it's a little bit too far. Like, like standard velocity, um, I need to dial too much to get to 300. Whereas with high velocity, I can do it. I can do high velocity uh, with my scope and bases and all that kind of combo. Uh, so I should have I should have gone out and, and bought some like high quality, high velocity stuff. But what were you shooting instead? Mini mags, mm. forty grain mini mags. Not the best idea. Mm. Like they're like I was getting my hits on on steel out there, but uh, that's under ideal circumstances. And uh, tomorrow is not going to be ideal circumstances. It's going to be whatever whatever the match is right so yeah whatever yeah we'll see what happens okay. uh hey is I'm, rick there with you yeah oh he's not here Hi. at my place right now no oh, he's uh he's at sherwood park right now oh. prepping up for the crps okay yeah uh 22 gear came in so i i had i've been ordering some 22 uh some 1022 gear 
I'll show okay. you a couple of couple of the things. All Actually, your parts I've, I've changed some of this uh, this guy a little bit. So um, this is the Tapco stock set for the 1022, and you can just put an AR stock on there. So I thought, you know what, I should put on there. That is so fucking ugly. Nice one. <laughs> <laughs> I like it though, so I don't care. It's comfortable <laughs> and it's fast. Uh, what else yeah. I got on there? I got an extended charging handle. Yeah. Guy right there. I got the last bolt in there. And I got a BX trigger in here, which oh, okay. uh, is a little bit nicer than the stock trigger. Stock trigger is right around five pounds. Yeah. This guy's right around uh, two and a half. And uh, yeah, it's fine. I was yeah, shooting this good. thing out to 200, 200 yards on some steel plates and getting some hits. So it's good enough. Yeah. Ugly. Ugly. Yeah. It, it is ugly. It is ugly. Yeah. But it's like really easily pointable. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Oh, and if you, if anyone is wondering, the BX triggers still come with the heart-shaped little like non-auto bolt bolt hold open. They should mod that one. If you pay like yeah. the extra hundred bucks to get the BX trigger, you should be able to get one that's got that modded thing in there. Like it's not a safety yeah. thing; it's just a stupidity thing. Yeah, the more expensive triggers, they have the non-ruger ones right this is ruger yeah. like doubling down on stupidity yeah like no no uh the original one has that we're gonna do it for all of them why because because yeah. the original does okay but like on your pc carbine you obviously like got a little bit smarter and didn't do that so why are you doing it for this other stuff yeah i don't know i don't, I don't, think, know. I don't think they <laughs> know either Nothing. maybe it's just like that's what their machine's set up for right now uh Ba -ba -da -ba -da. Yeah, so the CRPS match is coming up on Saturday. That's going to be running. Uh, I'm going to be running Nork 520, uh, my NS522, and then Rimfire Race Guns is on Sunday. Uh, my oldest is going to run this. Okay. I'm going to run a pistol, GSG. Are you? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to run a pistol. Maybe I'll run this if we've got time. Run through twice. Uh, and then. This week, I've been maple seeding in Calgary at BTSA and at uh, Drumheller at DDSA. I think it's DDSA. Yeah, Drumheller and District. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the Walmart, go like one kilometer west. Boom. Yep. Or Boom. southeast. Something yep. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really nice. Like BTSA, they renoed their range. So it's all new, like all packed earth, gravel. Um, really nice setup up there and uh stayed the night there stayed in my van just got like a, an inflatable air mattress and stayed and like slept in my van like a hobo which is nice because it's actually it's pretty quiet inside a vehicle compared to a tent it's like yeah. wind or whatever it's like pff, can't hear it it's fine yeah it's so, beautiful country it really really is yeah, yeah yeah really pretty just driving into sibled flats there it's it's yeah. really pretty uh, they've got an interesting range setup too. They've got to cut like a bunch of bays, like in one little area, just kind of like branching off. It's really yeah. uh, compact, which is kind of nice. We, uh, yeah. Which range were you on? Fifty East. Does that make any? Does that help? No. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We're facing into the sun, um, but it, it's high enough in the sky. It, it wasn't really a big deal. Yeah. Um, it was quite windy. Like the winds really picked up in the afternoon and. Uh, we kept having like targets, uh, target target backers like flying away, and also like target backers that were stapled into these like really nice stands that they made just for maple seed, and the backers were like blown off. We had these like real weird whippy winds. It'd be coming from one direction and then go yeah. the other direction, and then all of a sudden it's like comes from a direction we didn't expect, and it's like oh mats go flying and guns go flying and backer boards go flying and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah, yeah that was interesting. That happened last time we were there too. It's weird. Yeah, high winds, uh, and yeah. it's just like it's just freshly packed. Their their uh, their ranges are beautiful, and they, they just did them. Uh, so it's actually really hard to drive spikes and stuff into the ground because of uh, how hard it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is like that. you know, it's what you want on a, on, a, on a range. Anyways, yeah. yeah, really good, really really well set up. Um, uh, real convenient to uh, to get in there and and, and get that done. And I think we had four, three or three or three or four uh, people patch at that one, hmm. um, which is good. Yeah. And then 
after that, we drove out to Drumheller, stayed the night there, and then the next day, the day after that, we did a, a maple seed in Drumheller. Um, not too many people, uh, but uh, it was good. We just uh, ran a nice, uh, a nice little uh, maple seed out there. It was supposed to get windy, and like this is this is my third event where it's like it's supposed to be very windy. So this time I'm like, nah. Let's take everything down. Everything's getting staked down, like like to the to the nth degree, and it did. It wasn't that windy, <laughs> but it didn't, it didn't take that long to stake everything down. And I think like the uh, not doing that right off the hop uh, cost us time. Like when you try to like just work around and like ah, we'll just stick steel on this, or we'll just like put one stake here. It like it ends up taking more time in the long yeah. run. Yeah. So yeah. which range were you at at Drama Hiller? The 300. We were on the rifle. Okay. Range. Yeah. 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 That's what I figured too. Yeah. They uh, they got out there with a bulldozer and they like made like a flat spot for us and uh, it was a good <laughs> thing it was dry because if if it would have been wet it would have been like real muddy, but it was dry and uh, it was. Well, great. I wasn't there, so you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't bring the uh, didn't bring the rain and it was it wasn't even windy. It was uh, huh. it was great. Yeah, okay. so really nice, uh, really nice. I, I, I like the the backdrop at that range is really pretty, and yeah. uh, they're well set up for like instructors to to camp over and that kind of thing. They've got like a little grassy patch off the side where they do their archery and that kind of thing. So it was real yep. convenient to just pull in there, stay over the night, and then head over to uh, to the range kind of thing next day. So yeah, yeah. it's a and beautiful they, beautiful uh, range, and they're really supportive. So. Yeah, yeah, they had like range executives like uh, uh, there for the whole day, like watching and making sure everything everything was cool. So it was really it was really good. Yeah, making sure that no one like uh, making sure that no one like came onto the range because the range was closed, right? Yeah, during the event. Yeah, yeah, which is good. It was uh, the all all the effort was uh, was really appreciated. Awesome. So I think I'm going to um, both these events are at Sherwood Park. I think I'm going to go tomorrow with my oldest son and we're uh, I'm going to shoot the CRPS match and then we'll stay the night and then we'll both shoot the uh, rimfire race guns match the next day. You're going to stay the night in the van? In the van. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can fit van. a full sized <laughs> air mattress in the back. It fits perfectly. It's, it's like, it's snug to the sides. It's snug to the back and the front when I got the seats like pushed all the way forward and uh there's there's enough room for like to tetris your other garbage like in the front there so and the advantage is like uh set up and takedown is i think it's faster than doing it with a tent oh yeah and it's a lot drier too god i hate setting yeah. up and taking down tents especially yeah. if it's raining. drier and I'll just sleep uh, in my car. yeah i can just i can let the air out of the air mattress and just roll it up and then start shoveling crap into the back of that huge back of the van yeah. so anyways yeah it's gonna be good i'm gonna uh awesome gonna enjoy this is gonna be the first match i've shot with my son so that's uh well, he did go He'll... to a maple seed with me yeah. but this is like this this is like a match match like the whole thing is a match so yeah he'll do great yeah okay good. Yeah. yeah yeah uh why don't we move on to the next thing which is upcoming events upcoming events is sponsored by telos alpha TLS Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. Learn more at telosalpha.com. One of the events we have here is the uh, Calgary Shooting Center's Beretta Days. That's going to be Saturday, September 5th from 10 to 5. Uh, support great charity in these uncertain times. Buy a ticket on great door prizes and range tickets to try a uh, great selection of firearms from the Stoger lineup. Product reps will be in-store and there'll be great pricing on all Stoger products. The range will not be open for general members. Uh, next up, we have uh, Maple Seed. Uh, still have spots available for Regina, September 10th, and Bonneville, September 26th. There's an ORPS uh, at RGC. August 22nd. That's Restigouche, right? It's got to be yes. Restigouche Gun Club. Restigouche Gun Club. Yeah. And there's going to be an ORPS at Miramichi August but 29th. Some, yeah, mm -hmm. but, but we're in September, so those need to go away. <laughs> I just read the script. If the script's not right, I don't care. I read it to 100%. I've done my job. <laughs> it is great. I didn't think about it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> 
Do you want to tell us about the next one? Okay, so the next one is the CCFR Integrity March. It's going to be happening Saturday, September 12th on Parliament Hill. Uh, we're all heading over at noon-ish. I think it starts at 1 o'clock, though. Um, so you can find out more details about it on the Canadian Coalitions for Firearm Rights website uh, or also on their Facebook group. We have a Actually, it's called the survival guide. It's, it gives you everything. There's places where you, it tells you where you can stay at hotels. It tells you transportation for um, public transportation, if you want to do that, where to go, what to meet, what to do. And basically, we're hoping that we'll get as many people as possible to come and uh, attend the march. I will be there. Come and, come and say hi. If you have any questions about that, you're always welcome also to send an email to um, uh, the CCFR because they'll they'll answer it as well. But yeah, come out and check it out. Join us, September twelfth. March and stuff. March protest. Come in, come in March. Burn some cop yeah. cars, litter, deface some stuff, destroy some statues. You know that kind of thing, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, that's not us. You guys We're are doing this be. protesting wrong. Yeah, I know. You guys aren't, maybe you aren't peaceful protesters. So here's the It's not a that's, protest. That's how you it's, define a, it. it's a march. Okay. If it was a protest, we wouldn't be moving, but we're actually a moving group. <laughs> Excuse me. It's a moving peaceful <laughs> protest. It is a moving peaceful You'll protest. flip over cop cars on the way. That is correct. As they present themselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I was, I was on a group chat just before I, I got on tonight and uh, we're discussing all of all of the logistics and what could happen as well but mm -hmm. hopefully it's going to be smooth i know that uh you know we're looking forward to it but yeah it'll be it'll be fine it'll be yeah yeah, yeah it'll be fine it'll be good for canadians right yes yeah okay uh let's get into the news uh do you want to read through these uh Donations? Sure. Okay, so here's some donations to the CCFR's Legal Challenge Fund. The uh, Blue Ridge Sportsman's Club, they donated $5,900. The Marksman Club, uh, $2,500. Uh, the Seven Sisters Falls Wildlife Association Incorporated for $500. The Calgary Fish and Game Club uh, was $5,000. Oxford Fish and Game also thousand dollars aztecs armories their clients and them donated uh, well this money was raised through a challenge coin and the donation was 486 dollars and then this one is kind of interesting uh alan harding who is actually a part of team canada for the olympics he donated five thousand dollars himself that was awesome yeah pretty good yeah yep, yep. so That's those are the donation. donations yeah. Yep. Um, I uh, spent all of one minute looking at some uh, new gun stuff, so I can uh, let you guys know about that. Do you want uh, to talk about oh, wait. the other stuff in the news, though? Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Because there was some stuff that was um, recently added to the FRT. Or not FRT. It wasn't added. It was reviewed, and then it was added to the um, prohibited. prohibited list. So it was just... Uh, was it out today or yesterday that they announced this? Yesterday. Well, I mean, uh, Armaletics just found it. Um, right. I don't think the RCMP announces when they uh, now, make a bunch I mean. of people uh, prohibited owners and uh, subject to incredible fees and uh, legal costs. They don't let them know. No. No. You could just have one of these firearms and not know that you're actually breaking the law. This is You correct. will not know that you are criminal scum. This is correct. Yeah. But you are. Okay. But you are. If you have one of those, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, I thought there was 11. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. There was 10, or sorry, 11 items that were added to the list that Armalytics found. Uh, the BA612, the BA812, um, Castorelli, is that it? That's, yeah, that one was Africa. because it's in 460. Right, the Colt C20, <clears throat> uh, the Harrison McClellan uh, Talon Safari, uh, Ruger, how do you say that? Mus Mos Muscatin? 
Moscatin, AMD and 556, and then you got the best arms BA12, BA7112, the S5 from United Defense. This is like, so in this list, there are some AR15 variants, yes. there are some AR10 yeah. variants, there are some big hunting rifles like safari rifles yep. and there's a couple of shotguns that look like big scary air 15s so let's yeah. bam those yeah so uh so go on to armalytics.ca uh, they have a new list as well mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. but that was mm -hmm. on yesterday yeah awesome. uh now let's get on to sponsor announcement bolt action coffee so right now sapphire radio is a brand ambassador for bolt action coffee Ah, uh, the coffee's roasted. Do we have a link? Do we have a link that we got to share with people? Not yet. I'm going to go back to, um, uh, yeah, Miles, I think. I got a bag of coffee. For a while. They sent me a bag of coffee. I made some. It's delicious. Did you? Yeah. It is delicious, isn't it? I brought it to the weekend. Let everybody else taste it as well. It was really good coffee. Mm -hmm. I had some leftover from the night before. I drank it in the morning too, cold. It was awesome. Yep. I'm a big coffee guy. And, uh, Yeah. It's good coffee. Get it, it at boltactioncoffee.com. Yeah. New gun stuff. Type 97 Gen 3s are in stores now. Uh, $11.99. So the Gen 3s have uh, like a flat top upper kind of a thing. They've got <laughs> M-Lock. Uh, they've got... I don't know if there are any other differences. They've got a non-reciprocating charging handle. So some of the uh, uh, some of the older like the the Gen One had a reciprocating charging handle. This one has a non-reciprocating charging handle that can be swappable for the side, but left is the best side. Uh, the magazines are still a total pain in the ass to get out, and the safety is still in a real stupid spot. So you know, in other words, but it's better. cheap. But it's cheap. It's, <laughs> it's one of the cheaper, uh, reliable two two semi-auto two two threes. But yeah, your safety is still in your armpit. And it's still like a huge 180 degree dial. Uh, the mag, yeah, and you still gotta like grab the mags in kind of a, a weird way. But they'll run, I think. think? I'm, not, I'm not selling these very good, am I? No, not really. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not really interested in, in them a lot. I mean, I like the the, the Type 97s. Um, hopefully, the the price goes down on these after a while. Uh, and then Rangeview Sports has some FX9s. So if you're looking yep. out for an FX9, they've got those. They're twelve forty nine. So Let's you know on. what I hmm? you know what oh. I handled you know what I handled on Sunday before, uh, it was, before it was released. I I was playing with the new Engage. What's an Engage? Canuck. Canuck. It's a new. It looks. It's a little Sounds bit like more tactical. Like an it's, it's an Odell. Mm -hmm. It's tactical, but it's lots of fun. What is it like? Is it like the M4 Turknelli kind of a thing? Yeah, it's a yeah. So it's a tactical shotgun. Canuck uh, engage. Let me let me yeah. like. Oh, this is like the M4 kind of a thing. Oh, but a little yeah. bit different. Yeah. A little bit different. I wonder. I'm gonna share my screen so I'm not just like talking all over the place here. Canuck engage, twelve gauge. Yeah, let's play with that. What's the capacity on it? Looks like it's got a big old tube on there. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Hmm. That's good. I mean, if it if it pushes that three inch, it's got a little like wire stock with a cheek riser on it. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. It's really nice. Not bad. Not bad weight to it either. I kind of like the matching uh, barrel and, uh, and the tube magazine tube there. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. I was asking that same question about how many ma uh, how many shelves it could hold because of how big the tube is. This is five I plus one. Okay. I wonder if it's pinned and you can unpin it and repin it to like probably five point nine three inch shells because that will hold one more two and three quarter. <laughs> you can fit another one in there. Yeah, it was lots yeah. of fun. We took pictures with it. Neat. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to the main topic. Hey, everybody. Our main topic uh, tonight is with Mr. Brian Sheets. Everybody who's been listening for a while, you probably know Brian already. Um, but to give you a little introduction, um, Brian is somebody who's from Coshocton, 
uh, Ohio. And he is somebody who used to actually be part of Valkyrie Defense. And he's recently uh, changed his uh, company and uh, what he does. So we brought him on and we wanted him to tell us what he's up to. So Brian, how are you doing? Pretty we good. Missed, how are you? Good. We've missed you. Oh, things, I missed you guys too. How are things down in Ohio? Oh, they're great. Uh, you know, they're getting back to normal. That's, that's a good thing. You know, yep. um, the Ohio wasn't really, I don't think as uh, strict as a lot of the other States, especially in our area down here. It's pretty, uh, it's not as, uh, populated, I guess is the best way to put it. So, right. so we have a little less, less density of population here, so we can, you know, we're kind of able to do kind of, kind of normal stuff, you know, for the most part. So. You're in Amish country. Very close to it, yeah. And yeah. you know what? Amish don't really wear masks. They I was don't really just going to say, they don't, they don't wear masks. <laughs> they don't care. No. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. Anyways, but so tell us what's going on with uh, you, what's happened with Valkyrie Defense. Tell us a little bit about that and what what your new company is. Well, I'm. Uh, we kind of struck out on my own and what we're doing now. Uh, one of our assistant instructors and I were talking and we, we wanted to get back out to it. And uh, we just... Valkyrie Defense, we weren't teaching any classes anymore and kind of just everything kind of slid off. So we decided to, um, Sean and Sean Collins, who was one of our assistant instructors, I think you've got to meet him a couple times. Yeah. Um, him and I got together and we decided we're going to, we're going to start teaching again. We want to get some classes rolling. So him and I started off and now we, we have uh, Ballistic Solutions now. So. Okay. so it's Ballistic Solutions and they can find you on Facebook, correct? Ballistic Solutions LLC. Yep. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the courses that you offer. We're kind of doing a lot of the same stuff that we were with, with Valkyrie Defense Group. Right now we're, we're offering uh, concealed carry classes, just, just like normal. Um, we're also offering our uh, sights and triggers course that we used to offer as well. And now we're also offering a, uh, what we used to call counter ambush concepts. Now we call it ballistic problem solving. And oh, it's kind okay. of been along the same, same lane with that. Uh, we got some stuff coming up in the future also that we're looking forward to that we're trying to get uh, we're, we're running tests and doing stuff like that where we've worked with some school districts um, already again and uh, we've done some uh, force on force training with them and so we've we're really investing into that right now and trying to look forward to maybe possibly next year offering some force on force classes okay are you uh, are you currently are you currently um, working with the school districts so that they can take that and be certified in it because that's one of the things Ohio your region in Ohio is doing they're saying basically the teachers need to go and take this course correct so yeah yeah is, we work is, with a lot of school districts around Ohio um, there's there are school districts that allow staff members to carry guns and so we're kind of their first step where they would come in with us yeah. and they would they would do a primer uh, their concealed carry class they have to go through a concealed carry class first and then they have to go through a uh, what they call primer course and the primer course is a, is uh, about eight hours of a lot of force. Excuse me, a lot of uh, you're making me laugh. Stop. I, I um, know. I'm just thinking about it, lady. We're going to talk about it. Go ahead. Okay. All right. All right. Um, yeah, we do um, get them basically kind of squared away. Understand what a good holster, what a good you know gun is, and then get the gun out of the holster on the target. And what I like to call you know basically critical thinking with a handgun, and get them to yeah. be able to. Whenever they go into the faster program, which is a three-day with uh, TDI down in Southern Ohio, once they get down there, they're not—they're ready to tread water at least. And since we started doing these classes with them, they've seen a, a huge increase in uh, in passing rates, where they were having maybe three or four out of every ten to twelve um, fail. Now they went from three to four to having zero after they had us come in and start helping them. Oh, that's awesome. Now I've gone down and I've taken the counter rush concept course with you under the Valkyrie. So I can, are you still allowing Canadians to come down once the borders are open to come and train with you? Oh, sure. I won't even make you wear a mask. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you can come down and come down and spit in my mouth. I don't care. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to. Does that cost extra? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be paying us to do it. Um, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's go back to the, the reason that I was laughing is because I've gone down to Ohio quite a bit um, previous to closing of the borders, but um, I've gone down to do um, Project Appleseed and I was an instructor there and Brian's come out to the events there and we had somebody in common on the line one day. She had been at your 
pistol course as well. And can you tell us about you, you with teachers? You <laughs> that's why I was laughing. Uh, with teachers, sometimes there's a resistance with um, with handling of firearms. How do you get around that? Because I'm I was laughing because of that one particular that one particular. Yeah, it's just it's just I don't see any. There's no difference in in teachers carrying guns and, and a lot of other people carrying guns, it's the level of training that they receive and, and their ability to accept and receive that training. We do our best. It's just uh, sometimes some people, some people, they take it. I'm trying to be diplomatic. They take, they take the training easier than others. And then some require a little more focus and dedication to get them to where they need to be. Yeah. Do you want to say what you've actually, what happened? during that particular training session so that during the, so the your apple seed no oh because there's something that happened during your apple seed i thought no see uh your your course you said that she wouldn't she wouldn't actually pull the trigger and you said for every person every child <laughs> Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Keep going. I'm listening. <laughs> so for anybody she did not engage, there was a child that died. So Yeah, I made her write a letter to everyone that every every time she missed a shot, she had to go back and think about the letter that she didn't have to write to their to their families. <laughs> I'm not a nice person sometimes. <laughs> but I know that there Yeah, she cried. There you know, sometimes some people just need certain types of motivation and I think that was hers. So I win. <laughs> I won. <laughs> Yeah. So there is going to be resistance at these types of things, obviously, especially from people who not, don't necessarily want to be there, but they're told to be there. So yeah, but she wanted to be there until it until it became hard. And then and then it, she, you know, and then they've already invested money into her. So, you know, uh, it was my it was up to me to get her to get her to get pushed over that hump. And she got over it. And then she learned and she went on and passed the faster program. So she was yeah. she uh, but she just needed that extra little extra little nudge and I figured out exactly what it was whenever I found out how much she loved her kids so yeah yeah so um but yeah so if somebody is up here in Canada and they want to come down there's no issues with that uh how do they figure out what courses you're running how often are you running the courses uh we're, we'll post them all onto our, onto our Facebook page we also have an um, Instagram page we're trying to get it taken off we only have a couple you know there's only like maybe 50 or 60 people on our Instagram so we're going to try to start getting that put out there also it's also ballistic solutions LLC you'll see a, a nice BS like our company logo is BS so you know um it's for Brian and Sean also you know we were trying to figure out a good a good thing but uh but then you realize that oh man we started teaching classes and then we looked down at our at our certificate and it was like oh this is our, our, our certificates say BS on them. Maybe that was a <laughs> poor choice. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Kind of goes with the theme. So, but yeah, so uh, yeah, you can go online onto Facebook and you can see all of our events on there. Um, like I said, we're just getting started up, um, but we are going to uh, hopefully be rolling here real soon. Um, we're we are taking the month of September off, which sounds really weird, but um, Sean and his wife, they just had a baby girl. Uh, Berkeley Lynn so they're I'm um, you know letting them spend some time together so uh, I could I could I could schedule a class every weekend because the way it is going down here right now um, but yeah. I figured for the sake of his marriage I figured I just uh, I would you know say let's how about you just take a couple take a couple weeks off buddy <laughs> yeah so you're back up and running again in October we will be yep yep yeah. first class is a uh, concealed carry class uh, October 11th it's all women um, we've done a couple of those now already. Um, so for some reason, it's a really big need down here right now. We're getting a lot of interest out of all ladies classes. So we're doing that. And then um, a week after or a week or two after that, we'll be doing another basic concealed carry class and also one of our sites and triggers classes. So cool. we'll get those dates as soon as we can figure out, uh, get everything with the range put together uh, and synced up with them. We'll have, we'll have it posted up on the Facebook. Okay. What's the average cost for one of these? Um, the, uh, sites and triggers class is going to be a hundred dollars. You'll need, um, hundred to 150 rounds. It's going to be a four to five hour class. Um, the concealed carry courses are 90 and they are an eight hour course and they meet and exceed all of Ohio's requirements to obtain a concealed handgun license. Right. But if you're not from Ohio, you cannot, you you, we can't, we can't go down there and get a concealed carry you license. You can't. 
you can't get a concealed carry license, but if you wanted to sit eight hours and listen to me drone on about laws and stuff like that, feel free, but I don't recommend <laughs> that one for the Canadians. Okay. Can I ask you if somebody has a uh, New Hampshire concealed carry? What's the deal? Because a lot I of believe, Canadians do. Okay. Uh, I believe you can still carry in Ohio as long as you have a uh, New Hampshire uh, permit, I believe. I would have to, I, what I tell everyone to do, it's hard for me to keep track on all that because that's up to the attorney generals and stuff like that. So each each state has their own attorney general and their attorney generals have to reciprocate and say, we'll honor your license if you want our license. Sometimes it changes. Most of the time we see that Ohio only keeps gaining states and never losing because our attorney general is pretty cool like that. But um, I would say that you were once before and I would unaware if there have ever been any that we've lost within the last 10 years. So okay. I believe you still were able to. The last time we were down there, we were able to, but with respect to, does, we, it doesn't matter for us to concealed carry course. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But the counter ambush concept course, which is what again? You've now changed the name of it. What is it? Uh, it's called um, ballistic problem solving. Ballistic problem solving. It's an excellent course. I took it. How much, uh, how much is that and how much uh, ammo do you need and how long is it going to take? That one's closer to 350 to 500 rounds. Depends on how much you shoot, um, which we know right now is pretty rough trying to get ammo, um, especially down here. So we're trying to figure out ways to make it a little more convenient for people and a little less um, uh, ammo heavy. So we're trying to figure out ways to do that, which we're going to incorporate more dry fire and stuff like that at the beginning of the morning through the fundamentals and try to get people, uh, we're maybe possibly going to roll in some force on force at the end of the day as well. So then you, that'll kind of cut back on your rounds also. So okay. we're just trying to figure, we're trying to figure that out and trying to, you know, it's, this is a weird, weird time. So we're trying to adapt to it as well as possible. So what you're seeing is shortage of ammo down there. Yeah. You can't find nine millimeter pretty much anywhere right now. There's plenty mm -hmm. of 22 around. Um, but, but nine millimeter is pretty much gone. So Okay. All right. Adriel, what do you got for him? Anything? No, it's just good to hear, uh, good to hear of more training out there. Good to hear that uh, uh, the uh, schools are starting to do this kind of training, at least as an option, uh, because I think that uh, some people out there probably want the option. So it's a good thing. Yeah, we've been doing it now for, I think, I think it's goes on four years where we've been training schools and we've done, we've done four, Personally, we've done four or five different schools, and then we've, we've had other ones contact us for next year already. So we're ready to – and they're all repeat, too. So, like, we have those ones that we take care of, and they usually send at least a couple new people back every year. So it keeps us pretty busy. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Okay. Is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to talk, talk about? No, I just really appreciate you guys letting me come on, talk a little bit, and, uh, and I've missed your faces. Ah, uh, we missed you too. Yeah. This border has to open up soon because we need to get a, get a visit. Absolutely. You, were, you yeah. weren't even able to come up for your visit. You were going to do no. a bear, bear hunt. Yeah, I was going to do a bear hunt and that got, that got canceled. So I think someone still has my deposit. I got to make a couple phone calls on that one. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to come back next year. I'll be, I'll be up there next year at least if, if the border opens, which I'm assuming is going to soon. So. Where are you going to hunt bear? Uh, we were going to... Um, Northern Quebec. Yeah, Northern Quebec, yeah. Ooh, cool, yeah. Yeah. You say, Brian's going, if you're near, though, Northern Quebec's not near anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know. I need to buy a map. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah. So hopefully it'll open up soon. We'll be able to come down there or vice versa. You'll be able to come up here. It's great that yeah. you're actually continuing... Um, with the business though. So that's fantastic. And yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I wanted to continue on and teach a little bit more and, you know, I just, I saw, I saw there's a need out there still. And, you know, it's just, like I said, I hated to, hated to have to leave, but I, I wanted to keep moving on and I, it was, it was, wasn't an easy decision. So, and yeah. Sean was very, very willing and, and ready to, ready to help. And so here we are and we're, we're ready to make moves. So. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Brian. Thanks for having me. And thanks again to Brian for coming on and letting us know about all the cool things he's into. 
Uh, listener feedback. Uh, let's look at Facebook. Flamethrowers are classified as agricultural equipment in Canada. Mm -hmm. That's how you get the barbecue beef. Like you got to smoke the, the meat first. I think you get, like way before you get it to the consumer. Right? Um, no? You don't use the flamethrowers sure. on the cows? No? Yeah. How would agriculture flame? I don't know. How'd that work? Uh, if you got like uh, mice, just like flamethrow them. Sure. No? Spiders. Spiders. Yes. Mm. You got like an old barn full of spiders. Yeah. Yeah. That's my suggestion. Light the barn on fire. Door. Got it done. If you've watched arachnophobia, you know what, <laughs> you know, that's the best option anyways. <gasps> I haven't seen that movie in years. I should go watch it again. Uh, I've been rewatching a bunch of like old eighties and nineties movies with my kids. Cause now they can like survive getting through one of those movies. But, yeah. so, but every once in a while one takes, throws you for a loop and it's just a little bit too, too much. Too much. <laughs> Actually, um, Jeff Reese tagged me in a, in a post on Facebook this week. It was Red Dawn mm -hmm. and mm. different people. So he tagged me in it. Um, but it's like, Wolverines. And, God, that was such a good movie. Red Dawn, the first one. Second one sucked. But anyways. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Listener feedback. Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. Do you want to take this one from Josh? Okay, so from Josh V. Thanks for entertainment, especially on the viewer email portion of the show. Um, my question this week is 12 gauge or 20 gauge. Historically, I've always hunted with a pump action Benelli 12 gauge. Me too. Well, anyways, that's what I own. Uh, and I'm considering switching to a 20 gauge. I believe ammunition co costs close to the same and the killing power is comparable, but the gun itself is lighter and more uh, maneuverable with less recoil. Would you agree? Also, thank you about switching from pump to semi pros and cons. And since we're at it, which makes uh, and models do you suggest wanting to spend 2000 or less? Thanks and congrats on the podcast being on for so long. <laughs> I'm newer to shooting in the pod and podcasts and don't realize how seasoned you guys are. Well done. I'm so very from... seasoned. <laughs> I'm seasoned in sweat and dirt and well, from... sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So first of all, Josh actually sent me a text this morning saying, where were you guys last night? I missed you on the way to work today. So mm -hmm. hi, Josh. Um, 12 gauge versus 20 gauge. For what? Hunting, right? Hunting? Yeah, he said for hunting. He's... Uh, waterfowl or upland? I don't know. I don't know what it Makes a big difference. Yeah. If it's waterfowl. I wouldn't bother with a 20 gauge, not at all, 12. I mean, if you want less recoil, use uh, less load. Use a lighter load. A lighter load. 12 gauge, yep. I mean, one of, the, um, one of the things to think about with 12 versus 20 is the shot strength. Mm -hmm. So you, what you want is wide and not very deep because deeper it's like, well, you're going to kill the duck anyways. You don't need to like hit him with a bunch of pellets that are like in, in behind, right, in a long string. Yeah. If you think about like a 410, a 410 has to pack all that lead in a tiny little barrel. It's got a very long sh uh, shot string on it, and they're not as great for that kind of a thing. So 12 is, is going is gonna to be wider and shallower than a, than a 20. Right. Uh, you're, you can flex up or down in shot amounts. Uh, if you use the same amount of shot in a 20 gauge and it's lighter, it will recoil more than a heavier 12 gauge because recoil is all about the uh, weight of the firearm. So too light of a firearm does work yeah. against you. I've got like, one of those little Mossberg uh, Bantam like 20 gauges for the kids. And when they shoot it, like it, it rocks them. It's so light, it's, it's, it's coming right at them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's also asking about semi versus pump. That it, like cost. So you yeah. can get a pump that will work for like 300 bucks. You cannot get a semi for 300 bucks that will work for very long. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah. Uh, but if his budget's 2000 bucks, like pff, there's a lot of good guns that you can get for that. Josh, I want you to be my, adopt me. Okay. For like a, for like a waterfowl we'll be, shotgun? We'll be friends and you can share your firearms with me. Um, 
Yeah. I might get like an A5 because I really like my A5. I really like the auto load feature on it. Really like it. It's inertial. It's easy to clean. All those things are good. But I mean, like a, a Benelli would be another another good option. Well, he does have a Benelli. Uh, semi-automatic a, a semi. Benelli, like yeah. a, like an M2 or something like that would be would be nice. Yeah. Or like a Super Black Eagle. I think that's their uh, uh, hunting-ish three and a half inch uh, shotgun. If you're doing waterfowl, three inches fine, but three and a half maybe better. Maybe you can, you know get some more pellets out there really depends if you want to if you want to go for something that's like lightweight and practical or something that's uh can throw more lead down range or more steel really if you if you're doing yeah. waterfowl if this is for upland game like grouse and that kind of thing uh don't get a three and a half inch totally unnecessary i don't even know i guess a semi would be a good a, a good option there if you're doing upland I always but, like uh, like a side by side or an over under for that kind of thing though, just because of like yeah. how simple they are and how lightweight. It's perfectly tuned to making two shots and two shots only on something that's moving, right? Mm-hmm. And you get different chokes with an over under because your first shot's like a little bit wider and your second one will be yeah. a little bit tighter. It's like there's some there's some advantages to running a, an over under or a side by side or something like that for Upland. I can see the allure and I I kind of like the gaminess of it or the just because you've, you've got that flexibility mm-hmm. whereas a semi is i don't know great for three gun but for upland for waterfowl it's good too and then so i mean like the the inertial guns are cleaner uh you don't need to clean them very often because they don't really get gas into the action and that kind of thing gas uh Gas action shotguns will kick a little bit less because they're using some of the gas to uh, run the action. Yep. Um, but a lot of them like carbon up pretty pretty bad after like I don't know five hundred thousand rounds kind of a thing. Have I talked long enough about shotguns? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> like I, I like think for for I a don't... low cost, a, a cheap pump would be fine. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't I wouldn't go any further. Um, for something nicer. If I was spending two thousand bucks, I'd want to make sure I'm getting like what I really, really want, and yeah. it's going to be perfect for what I'm using it for. So, Josh, just follow up on your email with us, and just let us know specifically what you're looking to hunt with, and then we'll be able to give you a really good recommendation on yeah. on a shotgun. Yeah. I, I between twelve and twenty, I would not go to twenty. I'd only go to twenty if uh, if I don't know, Josh, if if he was really light framed, um, then maybe. Because like 20, 20 is great for like youth and, and uh, people who might be a little bit more recoil sensitive and need, need to use something that's a little bit lighter loads. Uh, but the, the ammo costs quite a bit more. It's harder to find. Uh, if you mix and match like 12 and 20, it's, it, it can be a bad day for your, for your 12 gauge because you'll get a 20 into the chamber and you'll put a 12 behind it and you'll, you'll blow up your barrel. Um, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I got the next one from Edmund. Okay. Hi, guys and gal. Just got caught up with your podcasts. Nice shooting there, Kelly. A couple of weeks back, you mentioned you broke 20 clays in skeet. Most shooters have a hard time hitting that many with a 12 gauge, but you did it with a 28. Uh, on a serendipitous note, the CCFR's legal challenge got a shout out from ARFCOM. Andrew mentions it at 920 into their weekly video update. Here's a link. Keep up the good work and looking forward to your next episode, Edmund. So ARFCOM, what that is, is the AR community, AR15 community. It's a podcast slash YouTube channel. So they mentioned it. I, I went and had a look at the at the YouTube video, and he was talking about us up in Canada. He made reference, although I don't know how good it was, because he was making references to us as, uh, um, you know, Canadians and threw in the aboot and, and the different slang and different things like that but uh he did actually say go out and to the americans that are down in the south uh, just basically he said go to the ccfr webpage and make a donation hmm. so it was good um but uh, and they did talk about how unfair it is and and different things like that but it was it was quite well done it was quite funny too because they used references from south park about you know canadians and different things like that so it was all tongue in cheek. Yeah. 
I don't think you got to. I mean, a lot of Americans haven't been to Canada, so they don't. Yeah. Like, what what would an American know about Canada? Toronto? Uh, <laughs> maybe poutine? No. Vancouver? Most of no. What? Yeah, no, most of uh, Mountains? Maybe the Rocky Mountains? Maybe snowboard? Yeah. I know that when I was living over in Germany, I uh, was approached by somebody who's from the U.S. I think they were from Texas, and they thought we were Americans, and they said... Where are you from? In tech? Where are you from? And where are you from? And I said, "Well, from Canada." And he goes, "You guys speaks pretty good, like English." <laughs> and I'm going, "Well, yeah." And then he goes, "Well, I thought that you guys didn't speak English." No, we speak English. And then he starts asking us about igloos and you know going to school by nice. you know, dog sled. I'm going, yeah. "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> he goes, "Love it, love it." <laughs> <laughs> and 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 the weather. It was really it was summer and it was really hot. And he goes, "This must be like weird for you." And I'm like, no, we get summer too. <laughs> I don't live in an igloo. I, my name is not Johnny or Sue. But you know Johnny in Toronto, right? Johnny yeah. from Toronto. Yes. You're from Canada, right? Yeah. <laughs> and do you know Sue from Vancouver? Yes, of course yeah. I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because saw her the other weekend. Yeah. It, it's quite funny. I've been across the country, across the world, and everybody thinks that Canadians, one, are polite, two, that we live in igloos, that English is not our first language. They all speak, think we speak French for some reason. I don't mm. know. Anyways. Yeah. Not, not very well. <sighs> no. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. If you'd like to email the show, send your emails over to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Patreon supporters, is this updated? Yep. Yes, new patreon Chris B for $10. I'll have to get a patch in the mail for Chris. Yeah, I think he did send us his uh, address as well. Have a look. Yay. I will have to look and get some patches in the mail. Yep. I've done that in a while. Maybe Tuesday. No. Maybe Tuesday. Uh, no. Okay. Holiday on Monday. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd like to help support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash slamfireradio. Uh, you can also help support the show by visiting our website and then clicking the Cabela's link and going to Cabela's and buying some stuff from them. Yep. Shoutouts. Kelly? Okay. So I have a bunch. So I wanted to give a shout out to um, my dad, my brother, uh, as well as uh, Matt Pomeroy, the uh, Kingston Trap and Skeet Club, uh, also SFRC. And those were everybody that helped us out with uh, shoot locations and equipment and different things for the Gunny Girl calendar. I also wanted to give a shout out to Tracy and Kelly and Tamara and Colin, as well as Baz and Mike for helping out on the day of, uh, or sorry, prepare for the events, taking the pictures and um, doing so many different things to make the weekend work. And it was fantastic. Uh, I think that's everybody from the Gunny Girl. Yeah, so I think that's everybody. But it was great. Oh, yeah, and of course the ladies. The ladies were fantastic. Oh my God, these ladies are beautiful. Like, fan. Oh, anyways, it's gonna be a good calendar this year, boys. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be great. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, for myself, uh, Terry and John from DDSA, and they set up Drumheller really well and, and had our back. Brian from BTSA, he set up, they've got like some target backer boards that are like, and some stands that are maple seed. They're stapled, ma they're stenciled maple seed. Like they're, they're really supportive of, really? Uh, of the program. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. It's really awesome. Uh, the IITs that, uh, that helped put on the events, Rick for, you know, driving across the country and raving Rick Rick. covid with doing all the rick stuff sleeping on the tent on top of his truck I know. Uh, we we fixed a uh so uh we were leaving uh uh we just had dinner after the calgary event and uh i was following rick and we we're gonna drive up to drum heller and i see sparks coming out the back oh, of his trailer <laughs> and so we, he pulls over and he's like oh it's the leaf spring okay well i got a spare let's let's do it he had already replaced the other one, <laughs> so and he bought two. <laughs> so what what would have been like a catastrophic like show ending failure for most people was twenty minutes of of working uh, in a in a parking lot for us. We had the tire off, we changed the the leaf spring, popped the tire back on. Twenty minutes in and out, done <laughs> changing that out on a train. Poor Rick, yes. Yeah so many problems 
well yeah. that was that like that was actually real fortuitous because it was both of us there yeah. and he already had all the tools and the leaf spring he'd already done one so it was uh, it was a real quick job to do the other one well i'm glad you were there yeah yeah it, it, it's nice to have someone else to you know hold a flashlight or knock out a, a bolt or swing a sledge on on something that's being rude uh, yeah. for a bit right yeah yeah Finally, join uh, National Firearms Association, such as the CCFR. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. And reach out to your city councillor now to talk about municipal handgun bans, because those might be coming. Maybe not. I don't know. We don't Probably know. not. But... I don't think the government really has a plan right now. So, you know, that's an option. Holy juice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sponsor the show. Like you know, at, at, uh, that's what I'm thinking. See you next week, everyone. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.